The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Pacific Life. Protecting generations of families for 150 years, that's the power of Pacific. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 1st. In today's news, a terrorist attack in New York City leaves eight dead. House Republicans have delayed the release of their tax overhaul bill, and special counsel Bob Mueller calls Paul Manafort a flight risk. But first, the big idea. Negative ads are helping Ed Gillespie win over Donald Trump supporters in the Virginia governor's race. The dirty little secret about attack ads is that they usually work. That's why campaigns run them, even though voters constantly complain about how much they hate all the negativity. Gillespie, the Republican nominee for governor, has been running some doozies this fall. He spent millions on often misleading ads that paint his patrician opponent, Democrat Ralph Northam, as soft on pedophiles and the Latino gang MS-13. He's made the protection of Confederate monuments one of his signature issues. He says to the camera in one ad, quote, I'm for keeping him up and he's for taking him down. And that's a big difference in November. These spots represent a stunning about-face by a former Republican National Committee chairman who made a name for himself evangelizing about the need for the GOP to reject these kinds of dog whistles and improve outreach to minorities. But Gillespie seems willing to trade his reputation for victory, if that's what's required. And it just might work. There is mounting evidence that this strategy of divisiveness is paying dividends. A brand new Washington Post Shar School poll finds that Northam's lead has narrowed to five percentage points, down from 13 points a month ago. A majority of Virginians think Gillespie has run a mainly negative campaign, but there are only modest signs of backlash. Gillespie is doing dramatically better than he was at the beginning of October among self-identified conservatives, supporters of President Trump, and whites who didn't graduate from college. To be sure, Gillespie remains the underdog going into next Tuesday. But if he prevails, it will be because he found a way to thread the needle in the age of Trump, maintaining his appeal to establishment Republicans in the D.C. suburbs, while also wading into the fever swamps of Trumpism. Even if you don't live in Virginia, this matters, because dozens of Republicans across the country are going to follow Gillespie's playbook in 2018 if it works. Top Republican operatives in the battle for control of the House tell me that they're watching closely, running polls and using focus groups to gauge the potency of the wedge issues Gillespie has embraced, specifically MS-13 and sanctuary cities. They think Gillespie is showing a possible path to victory for several vulnerable Republicans in suburban and exurban districts around the country. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. Donald Trump tweeted Wednesday morning that he has directed the government to, quote, step up its vetting program for foreign nationals following a terrorist attack in New York City yesterday afternoon. The attack left eight people dead and 11 injured after an immigrant from Uzbekistan plowed over pedestrians and bicyclists on a bike path in Manhattan. The attacker was shot and arrested by police. He's expected to survive. Trump says in a tweet storm that the terrorist came into our country through what is called the, quote, diversity visa lottery program. Trump says, quote, this is a Chuck Schumer beauty, referring to the Democratic Senate minority leader who's from New York State. The president says he wants a merit-based system. Number two, House Republicans have delayed the release of their tax bill until Thursday after another tense day of negotiations. 
The postponement signals trouble behind the scenes and indicates that Republicans increasingly want to pass this bill on a party-line basis. There are hiccups over how low the corporate tax rate should go, whether that cut should be phased in or happen immediately, and how much state and local taxes people should be able to deduct. Senate Republicans, meanwhile, are also, for their part, backing away from a plan to lower the top rate for the very wealthy. Republicans are trying not to create the impression that their plan will only reward the wealthiest Americans and large corporations. Despite this latest delay, and they had a big press conference planned for today that they had to cancel, Republican leaders still insist that they're going to pass a bill through the House by Thanksgiving. Number three. Special counsel Bob Mueller alleges in a new court filing that both Paul Manafort and Rick Gates have connections to Ukrainian and Russian oligarchs who have provided them with millions of dollars. The filings argue that Manafort poses a significant flight risk, noting that Trump's former campaign chairman and confidant keeps three passports with different identification numbers. Trump's team yesterday tried to also dismiss former campaign advisor George Papadopoulos as nothing more than, quote, a low-level volunteer, a day after it came out that he pleaded guilty to lying to FBI agents about his communications with Russia on behalf of the campaign. But that spin's just not true. Papadopoulos was in close contact with senior officials of Trump's campaign, and he traveled the globe to meet with foreign officials. He even dined with Jeff Sessions, who is now attorney general. With more shoes expected to drop, The investigation threatens to overshadow the president's trip to Asia this week and distract from his efforts to sell the Republican tax plan. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 1st. You can read much more about Mueller's investigation and the fallout from that, as well as the Virginia governor's race and some new allegations of sexual harassment that have come out overnight in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.